0: This week, we talked about the debt ceiling limit and controversy around a friendship between billionaire Republican donor Harlan Crow and Clarence Thomas. You were listening to Politics, Schmaltics, and this was week of 5, 21, 2023. Hello, everyone. I hope you had a nice second half of the school year. It's been it's been quite some time however let us begin Now, it's not the first time we've talked about the debt ceiling limit on this podcast, as it has been raised around 80 times in the past 60 years alone. However, this time's a bit different. The debt ceiling essentially is the limit to the amount of money the U.S. can borrow to pay its bills, and the U.S. doesn't make enough money from taxes and other sources to fund all benefits and support that they give out, which is why the U.S. has to borrow money in the first place. Now, the current debt limit is set at $31.4 trillion, which the U.S. had actually reached since about January. Ever since then, however, the Department of Treasury has been using accounting maneuvers called extraordinary measures, and these maneuvers have bought Congress some time to pass legislation to increase the debt limit. Now, the US has never failed to increase its debt limit, and in doing so, they've never defaulted on their debt. However, if it ever got to the point where the US defaulted, markets would collapse as well as the value of the dollar plummeting. And in addition, anywhere from half a million to eight million jobs could be lost depending on the length of the default. According to an estimate given out by the US Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen, the closest date that the US could default, which is also known as the X date, is June 1st. This date surprised many and it helped give Congress some motivations to begin negotiations and reach a compromise somewhat soon. And actually, Republicans in Congress, they've technically come up with a bill that would increase the debt ceiling, however, that bill also includes many spending cuts that would come along with the increase, specifically a 14% cut in all spending, and this bill would hamper Biden's Anti-Inflation Act, which included a lot of anti-climate change legislation. Now this bill that Republicans have passed is by no means what Democrats would want. What Democrats want is a clean debt ceiling increase with no spending cuts. In fact, some have even proposed the idea of increasing taxes on people who make more than $400,000 a year in order to help fight the rising debt of the US. and Now, Republicans do have the majority in the House of Representatives and they've been taking advantage of this and they've been putting some pressure on the Democrats by saying that, you know, we've done our part, we've created and we've passed the bill. Now it's up to the Democrats to actually raise the limit. And Democrats have been trying to pressure lawmakers in the middle to join them in order for Democrats to pass their own debt ceiling limit raise. And there have been negotiations taking place. However, the latest round of talks left no hope for a deal coming soon as was hoped. And with June 1st being under a week away, a default isn't as unlikely as it was thought of before. Now, if Congress can't solve things on their own, alternatives have been thought of, such as President Biden minting a $1 trillion coin and depositing depositing it in order to solve the debt issue. Another alternative that has come up centers around Article 4 in the 14th Amendment, which many legal scholars have interpreted to be talking about the debt ceiling. The specific portions being talked about sums up into the validity of the public debt of the United States. Authorized by law shall not be questioned. Now, some have said that because of this amendment, it makes it so that it's unconstitutional for the U.S. to default on its debts. And in doing so, this would make the debt ceiling essentially pointless, as it argues that it's a constitutional duty and the U.S. must pay its debts. So, if needed, Biden could go to this amendment. Now, this alternative, it's received support from over 60 House Democrats and 11 Democrats in the Senate, with even Biden saying he's considered this option and likes of Bernie Sanders and others saying using this authority would allow the United States to continue to pay its bills on time without delay, preventing a global catastrophe. The 14th Amendment, however, is quite risky, and if challenged, it could end up in court, and if stuck in court, it wouldn't fully settle the debt ceiling issues by the given date of June 1st. Now, the pressure is building up on both parties, and as put by Janet Yellen, these negotiations shouldn't take place with a gun to the head of the American people. Republicans understand their advantage and they know how big of a catastrophe lies ahead if a deal isn't reached. Biden and McCarthy have had negotiations as recent as Monday the 23rd and there is still no outcome. It's mostly now down to whoever cracks first and it seems negotiations will go down to the wire. Democrats need at least five Republicans to switch over for a clean-cut bill of their to pass. But there is one more simple option, and that would be to temporarily increase the debt ceiling just so that they could allow a couple of months for further negotiations, and here Republicans can try to rationally push their spending cuts without holding the economy hostage. A simple concept such as raising the debt limit in order to keep this country running isn't something that any party should use to advance their own agenda. Congress's duties to serve the people— not use the people as leverage. Clarence Thomas is the judge on the Supreme Court, our nation's highest court, and he isn't one that's new to controversy. However, after a report released by ProPublica, Clarence Thomas reignited calls for a code of conduct for justices in the Supreme Court. Now, this ProPublica report has revealed that billionaire Harlan Crow, a friend of Justice Thomas and a known Republican megadonor, has been giving Thomas gifts and inviting him on many lavish and extravagant trips, some of which cost Harlan more of what Thomas would make in a single year. Now, some of these gifts that Harlan has gave to Thomas are a Bible that was initially owned by Frederick Douglass. That Bible is estimated to be worth around nineteen thousand dollars. Harlan also bought the home Thomas grew up in for some of his childhood for over one hundred thirty thousand dollars and This is the first ever known direct flow of clash between the two and Crow says he plans to create a museum in that house. crow also. Paid at least $150,000 for the education at a private school of Thomas's great nephew, who Thomas has raised as a son. And this list, it doesn't even stop there. Crow has donated $500,000 to a political group founded by Thomas's wife, while also donating $175,000 to name a wing in the library Thomas went to as a child after him. Now, these are just some, not even all of the gifts, and I'm going to move on some of the more trip slash favors that Crows has been able to provide for Justice Thomas. Harlan Crow took Justice Thomas Island hopping in Indonesia on a private super yacht, and ProPublica estimated the total cost of this trip would be over five hundred thousand dollars. Thomas has also taken trips to Crow's private properties and has used Thomas's private jets to fly across the country numerous times. Now, all of this information being leaked has quite reasonably raised the eyebrows with some representatives calling for a code of conduct to be introduced for justices in the Supreme Court to follow, and some have even gone as far to call for the impeachment of Justice Thomas. Now, the main issue is Thomas, he didn't disclose most of these gifts for the public to know about, and that is why most people are angry. Angry! Now, the main issue is Thomas didn't disclose most of these gifts for the public to know about, which is why a lot of people are angry, and justices are obligated to disclose gifts of over $415. However, Thomas has defended himself saying that earlier in his career as a Supreme Court justice, he was advised that he didn't have to disclose gifts of hospitality hospitality or gifts given to him by a close personal friend, meaning Thomas considers Crow as a personal friend, and technically speaking... Thomas didn't actually break any laws by not choosing to disclose these gifts. Also, Crow never had any cases before the Supreme Court while he was giving Thomas these gifts, so it's really, yeah, it wasn't illegal what they did at all. However, at a moral standpoint, it's not really fair to the American people that Thomas can take advantage of his seat on the Supreme Court to receive such lavish gifts, and really, There's not a lot the American people can do about this. Impeachment is extremely unlikely for Thomas. However, many have pointed out that lower courts have a code of conduct that they abide by. So it should be fair that if lower courts have a code of conduct, why doesn't the highest court in the nation have one? If anything, they should be held to the highest and strictest standards of all the courts. And new rules have actually been introduced in March, and it's made it so that justices have now have to begin reporting free trips given to them. And meanwhile, Congress is trying to take it a step further as a bipartisan bill has been introduced that would require the Supreme Court to create their own code of conduct. In addition, Congress has asked Harlan Crow to provide further information on gifts he gave to Justice Thomas. However, Crow didn't comply with this request, saying Congress didn't have the authority to investigate his friendship with Justice Thomas. All in all, this whole situation was quite the eye-opener for many, and it really shows the importance of transparency, especially at a government level, because as we saw between Crow and Thomas, a lot goes on behind the curtains that we don't know about, and a lot which we'll never know about. (laughs) Pretty much it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politics politics politics2020 at gmail.com. That email is located in the description of our podcast. Also, feel free to rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's a way of giving me feedback and helping expand the reach of this podcast. Also, feel free to tell any friends, family, aunt, uncle, Anyone really about this podcast? You were listening to Politics Schmolotics, and this was the week of 5 21 2023.